Hello and welcome to the Loud and Proud podcast. Yeah, 143rd episode. And it's the middle of April. The Loud seniors are allowed to train tomorrow, from tomorrow onwards. And it's just a little bit more optimism. The COVID numbers are coming down. You can sense it probably in my voice that uh, we're close. Football could be on the way. There's a, there's a message going around um, on WhatsApp. I don't know whether you've got it or not, if you're, if you're a footballer in, in loud, saying that there'll be full full league, full Sheen and Cup, full, the whole works um, starting in June, May, June. So, look, at level three, we'll be ready to go with, with the club football. But inter-county football is... Um, He's looking to go full throttle uh, from tomorrow. Mickey Hart is training on Monday night, Tuesday morning, Tuesday night. And I'm only joking. I don't know how how much they're going to be training. I'm sure it'll be a case of Gavin Devlin and Mickey and that having a good conversation with the players beforehand and seeing what bit of level of fitness they're going to know what level of fitness they're at through the stat sports kind of that that takes a kind of a log of what they've done. And how fit they are, and how fit they need to be, and what they have done. So there's no hiding with that. So they have a fair gauge of that, and then they've been doing the probably tactical work um, through zooms and all that. So it'll generally be, then be a case of just meeting up in Darver, getting familiarised with the players again, meeting up with the big, the, the large panel, and um, making going through the names and getting the kind of drills up, up and running. I don't think it'd be a case of slogging them. Uh, I don't think there is a slog anymore. I think it'd be very exciting for the lads to meet up to get together again. Probably surreal for them to meet up in a massive group of players and be anxiety there looking around saying, Jesus, there's 30 odd of us here. There's about 10 of us on the sideline uh, in the backroom team looking on. It'll be a very interesting. Well, I don't even know if they're training t- tomorrow night or Monday night or tonight if you're listening on the Monday. Um, so it'll be it'll be very interesting very exciting I, i'd love to be a, a fly in the wall in darver to see um how the training goes um, i'll get to darver in a minute um but just uh, just a, a couple of things that've gone on got that have been kind of making the 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 headlines this week with regards to the intercounty players getting back to training like it's unreal you go and it should be seen as a positive and then it's seen as oh they're, they're, they're trained too hard there's no cracking it anymore um, Shane McGrath was on I think it was RT it was Saturday or maybe it was Sunday Sport uh, the former Tipperary hurler and he says like um, he says I think the crack has gone out of it inter-county fo- inter- uh, football or hurling he's referring to it if you're winning, maybe fine, but all the training and everything that goes with it, maybe seeing a lot of male or female inter-county players saying at 26 or 27, I can't be doing this. We might not have a chance of saying or winning anything. I'm going to go travel and do the work. When I started, it was three sessions a week and gym session was optional, really. And lads are working on the skills of the game rather than what they were benching or squatting. I think now this is the thing. This is the thing uh, that's been really thrown at a modern-day... Um, Intercounty panels, and I'm kind of I, I want to stick up for them because yeah, obviously I know a lot of them, um, and it's just a lazy, lazy stereotype that you you fall into as a, an ex an ex um, intercounty player, hurler, footballer talking about the modern day, and it, it it looks bitter, but probably Shane's not being bitter, but he is in one sense because it just. It just stinks of oh they're not having crack this day they're just robots and they're just do the the um, they're teetotalers they don't they, they they love being in the gym and they're gym monkeys and what have you, 
But like I got to get, I don't know how how anyone measures this um this crack. Like I'd, I'd love to see I'd love to see a crack amateur, a crack gauge, you know, because every every year, every lifestyle, every generation is different, every team is different as they go on, like you know, like years ago, you might have met women and our partners in uh, old halls, like my mother and father, maybe, or then it was discos with me, and then people are now meeting, say, online or speed dating, or then you have TikTok nowadays. Like, uh, it's it's just a generation. There's no difference in like crack. Like, <laughs> you know, it, it, I just find it really annoying when 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 they kind of throw that stick at all these players. Like, is it a drink thing? Are they looking at lads now? Oh, so like they don't even drink anymore. Like we have great cracking out there drinking, and we could go on the piss and play the next day. And you know, you know all these stories, and they get magnified and they get overhyped as the years goes on. Just rose tinted glasses, really. You know, I I can guarantee you, um, like the lads say the Dublin panel. For, I know they're winning, but I can guarantee you they're having the time of their lives, and they might, it doesn't have to. Maybe it's a drink thing that still that drink culture in Ireland. Where oh, they have to be drinking to have fun, and now a lot of the lads are probably they look after themselves so much that they don't drink. Maybe they they actually have fun without drink. You know, uh, it might be mad to think that. And then there's also the case of is it just um, is it a thing that they're they're going at them because they're teetotalers and they're, they're, they're seen to not have the crack and and uh, enjoy themselves, or is it just the case of there's only enjoyment in winning? What's, I'd be kind of leaning towards a little bit as well that you um, you still have the crack when you win you know like it's very hard one to gauge and you, you, I've seen it myself like in panels like you, you start as the young fella then you're, 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 going, you're the old fella leaving you're in the panel and you have young lads coming in and they it, it doesn't matter they're, they're all the same um general terms like there'll be wild ones there'll be quiet ones there'll be lads that love the drink and they love they don't drink at all it just depends on the year there's no different level of crack and maybe it's a, maybe it's a case of ex-players looking back and kind of covering up their failure kind of like when you're in school and you're like ah look I didn't really study that much but I great crack and it kind of covers over your um, your your failure maybe to a certain extent like you look at that loud team in the 90s like supposed to be really good partiers, good like serious good crack crack merchants, um. But then was that overhyped? That it, it kind of compensated for they didn't achieve what they could have achieved and they put the head down, um, and, and did the business. And who's to say then what what the other teams were drinking in that in those in those days as well? If that was just the culture of the thing now, like I know like uh. This all stemmed by the Mike McGoran article as well in the Irish News. If you want to look that up, uh, Mike was with Loud um, uh, with it under Aidan O'Rourke's reign, and the lads rated him very highly. And he reckons that indicated players are training too much, they're training more than professionals. And to a certain extent, he's probably right, which they probably are. But this is the thing this is why the professionals end up training at a consistent basis. That is their job, but they're not. Uh, Obviously, not doing the high impact sessions as much as uh, obviously a, an amateur person is, and that's where it kind of gets misleaded. And then there's also the case of where the lads are looking after themselves really well, 
But now it's it's all tactics and prehab. Like those things take up time as well for the amateur player. And they get kind of banded into that section as well. All that training, uh, seven, eight, nine, nine nights out of seven in, in the week. Which might not be the case because one of the sessions could be a tactical session where you're going through game plans or you're organising different kind of uh, training groups or training plans. Stuff like that. Um, that is time consuming and what have you you're going through maybe film work as well or you're going through one on one assessments but you talk to any of those players they love that um, they love that kind of you can't give a modern player like I remember talking to Wayne Cairns and Wayne would always stress that the modern player just wants more and more information to want to know the opposition panel whereas back in say Shane's day would have been like oh god we're not going to do video work here now it's like clipped Tactical, concise, very, very detailed level of work, and that that's given out, you know. And like, yeah, I just, I just find it baffling. Like, I know, if, like, you can just see the boys are gonna ha- have the crack. They're all, they're all like, once you get in with that, with loud, you're kind of, it kind of becomes a club, um, where you're, where it's a club mentality because you see the lads most. Like th- these loud players will see each other half the year. You know, they're probably all in WhatsApp groups together and all that as well. So they're, they're tight. It's like a club. And then, like uh, like I said, the crack is different. They can be manufactured, say, um, where they'll be socialising a lot together. They'll be out doing team building stuff together. Um, quizzes and uh, WhatsApp groups will be strong and hopping with the banter and all that. Um, and then there's also, like, those meetings. Like, I know some of the, in my instance as well, like, some of the funniest things like you could have would be in, in like the mundane kind of moments in training or like when you're in a team meeting and you're going through a team and someone says something funny or someone lets a rip um, of a fart something like that like it, it's those simple little things or going on the road in a car with someone and like th- those are the things that make it and like is is Shane, is Shane McGrath kind of talking about lads uh, been messing in the line or in, in a drill because I don't, I don't think people, I don't think people find that 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 like that sort of crack isn't. It, it's not crack. The crack is in winning and being successful and doing the right things. And then, even if you're not winning, you're you're trying your best to be on a journey and you're you're having to crack like, um, you've never had before. You're enjoying the thing really, really, really and truly. And then what he says there, the people go travelling. Like if you're if you're not enjoying the football or hurling, you do, you just don't come. And that even comes with, with club level. And county level as well, and that's that's in terms of you not enjoying putting it in. I don't think that's a case of oh, I'm not enjoying the crack. You know, I I don't know the, like, and if you want, like, you look at a crack amateur or a crack gauge, you look at say, I'd say WhatsApp groups are hopping, whereas lads mightn't have even talked to each other. Like, it's just they like, mightn't even talked to each other ten years ago. Now people are probably more communicating more and more and more the Zoom sessions and all that as well. I'd say it's just through the roof. So I'm kind of sticking up for inter-county football. I just kind of find that a little bit lazy. Um, the crack, like I think it's, I think it's a slight on the modern player who is seen as this teetotaler, this hermit who lives the life of a monk. Um, and there might not be, like there might be the the most most comedic person you could come across. Which I know a lot of the lads in the loud panel are good characters, uh, salt of the air fellas. 
Um, obviously, get a few bollocks too in there as well. But that's 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 the that's the thing. Maybe the the piss has been taken out of them. But the crack is out there. The crack is in that loud panel. So I just I just don't, I don't know. And then are they training more? I think if you're in that, you love training. You, you you're gonna love it. You love bettering yourself. You love being around the best players in the county. So I don't know. I I think it's an awfully I think it's an awful silly thing to say, especially on the cost with something positive. Like it's not like they're being flogged either. It's not like they're they're not. They're doing their gym sessions, and everyone knows how they can be quantified and measured how strong they are, how strong they need to be, how fit they are, how how fit they have been, how how, how much how fast they're running, how their speed their their sprint work is, um, and how how tough they're actually working in a session, and they get pulled that they're working too hard in case they're injury uh, there's injuries kind of uh, flagged. So I don't know on the cusp below, like the, on the cusp below getting back, it's just a bit of a downer to hear that sort of thing. And uh, like no, like you, I, I, you can see tomorrow, like when, when so whenever they get back out training, there'll be like kids like uh, having the crack. And I'll speak about the kids they're getting back on the twenty sixth. But um, yeah, that's it. Just, just touch, just a little touch on that. On uh, the crack isn't gone. It's just different. And you're looking through rose tinted glasses if you if you think it has. Um, speaking of looking back through rose tinted glasses, maybe it's just us or. We're kind of insular, or it's just we think it was the biggest news story, or probably still is, to affect the county in years. Is the reeling in the years and on last Sunday, or, or during the week anyway, 2010, first of this decade, the biggest game in, I don't know, in loads history ever. And uh, it wasn't featured in the programme, which I found shocking. I couldn't believe it was, and I was waiting for it to come in, and you see. Cork and usually two to do a little bit of uh, Gaelic and you see Cork and uh, down in the final. I couldn't believe actually Cork only beat down by a point. It was that close, especially when the 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 goals just allowed Benny Coulter's goal. <coughs> but yeah, like massive, massive news story. Maybe it wasn't outside on a national level, but I have a feeling it was, and uh, the editors missed out. Big time with that. Maybe it just been controversial as well. Maybe it was a loud man doing it, and I didn't want to bring up the memories. Or maybe it was a mead man, didn't want to bring it up either. But no, I just said I'd get that in there. Um, I just wanted to touch on it without without thinking I did. I forgot about it. But also, right. So how have I been keeping it? How have I been f- filling the time? I've been reading old match reports just to kind of get back into it. And yeah, sad as it is, I wouldn't. Yeah, looking up Malachi Clark and old match reports. To see what like just remind just to get back in thinking about the games and seeing how to report on the games and what have you. So that's what I've been doing. If you have any ways of uh, getting back into the swing of things, do let me know. Um, <clears throat> also, I have um, been doing the Darver Reaction podcast. That's on Patreon this week. patreoncom forward slash Loud and Proud, <coughs> and um, it's. It's, I wouldn't say a mixed reaction to the podcast because um, I haven't had one person say I don't hate Darver. Um, a lot of people are kind of like, they've been fairly, everyone hates the cold in Darver. I really point that out strongly in the podcast. But I do come, I do discover and kind of link up a couple of threads of maybe the nucleus of why it's become just that resentful spot. A couple of people have got back to me as well and they said that... Um, it was designed to train teams, not not um, host county finals, which is a very fair point, um, and very very well put to me. Um, I just feel like the 
the um, the county finals. I I feel like the county finals were a blessing. I think Davos actually absolute blessing because with this you get people um, telling the horror stories as well. Um, someone saying that the loud horlers which used to train the field beside Monast- beside the jocks pitch, not even a, not even the training pitch, it's on a field, and now they have the they they have the horling facilities. So that's that's a boost to them and maybe the, all the other teams and the under underage teams as well. Uh, someone um, pointed out in Mayo that uh, the levy they pay there to pay off the debt in McHale Park, each club has to pay seven thousand at the end of the year. That's just McHale Park. That's not even. That's just a, a ground for like the the county team. Like it's not even the training base or where where a lot of underage players from your club would benefit from. Maybe down the road, yes, and maybe there might be finals in it, but. Seven grand loud at the moment is paying two and a half grand for Darver and that'll be paid off. I think it's in three years' time, I actually was told then during the week from that podcast. So uh, yeah, that's just the the, the, the it, it was it was kinda of done as um people this is it, it wasn't that I hate Darver. I actually have a lot of time for Darver and it's a balanced kind of podcast. Um but I am defending it in in a way too. But I put across both sides of the argument on it because the general consensus around, and that's where I'm getting it from. This is where the the this the podcast idea came from. It's just to discover why it's generally perceived around the county. So it's not me my perception of it. It's just everyone else's, and I just kind of funnel that into the podcast. Check it out: patreon.com forward slash learn and pray. Interview coming up this week as well with someone. Um, and plenty more stuff that has been up this past couple of weeks. We had John Fox on. We had um, we had a different podcast as well where um, we also had a chat with Aoife Clare who showed how successful the draw was, the win house draw, which is really successful, one of the most successful draws out there. Um, we went through all the players as well from the Millennium as well, um, 135 loud players. And... Uh, who played in the championship and speaking of championship um, tomorrow on Monday morning um, there's a there's a draw I think it's the Munster draw Horland football yeah that's that's Monday morning Tuesday morning after half seven news um, the football draw has been on on Morning Ireland BBC RT Radio uh, Morning Ireland and I should have an emergency podcast out straight after to see who, who we get we can get Dublin Leash Calera Mead um, but there's another there's a like there's, those are the quarter finalists but there's a preliminary round and there's seven teams seven teams so six of those seven will play each other um, uh, in the preliminary round and if we're the odd one out we play either Mead Leash Kildare or Dublin so um, and if we if we go straight to the quarter final we, we'll end up playing the league final or the shield final Um but um, if we draw, who can we draw? We draw Wicklow, Wexford, Westmead, Offaly, um, Carlow, and Longford. So you probably you don't you probably don't want to get Westmead. They're the highest ranked team in it. Um, you're probably looking for maybe Carlow, Wexford, Wicklow again um, in that draw. Though Wicklow were very good last year under their new manager. But um, anyway, I will have a I will have a hopefully I'll have an emergency podcast out on Tuesday morning just to give my initial reaction to who we get and how the draw went and who pulled out the draw um, and and what have you so yeah I look forward to it um, look forward to that football is finally getting um, once the draws are made you know there's something really happening um, 
I'm really looking forward to. Uh, I, I'm really looking forward to league fixtures as well. Looking forward to even the county, the, the local, the club draws when they're coming out, when they're happening. So um, yeah, that's it for this week's Laird and Proud podcast. Is there a crack in the GA? Let me know. I think there still is. I think there's loads of crack, and it should be even more. Uh, f- um, Crack now with lads meeting up and more kind of appreciative of meeting up together. Um, they be like wild lads running around there, wild horses running around there when they get out on, on the on the pastures. But um, yeah, that's this week. So a very monumental week. The Loud County team is back training this week, hurling and football and ladies as well. Um, that was it. Yeah, reeling in the years. I was reeling about that. Draw on Tuesday, reminder, and then sign up on patreon.com forward slash Loud and Proud. Thanks very much for listening. Thanks very much for keeping going. And uh, mind yourself, and if you can, mind someone else too. I will talk to you during the week, please, God. Good luck. Bye-bye. Sing it loud and sing it proud today.